President Cyril Ramaphosa has been sitting on the Special Investigating Unit's report into the controversial Digital Vibes contract with the Department of Health since July. He resisted increasing pressure to make it public until he authorized its release on Wednesday this week. Digital Vibes won an irregular communications tender with the Department of Health at the end of 2019. Owners of the company, Tahira Matha and Nadira Mitha, are close associates of implicated former health minister at the time, Zwele Mkize. In response to the damning allegations, Ramaphosa put Minister Mkize on special leave, and he then resigned in August ahead of the cabinet reshuffle. South Africans have been patiently awaiting the release of the SIU's report since then. I'm Amy Gibbings, journalist for News24's Multimedia Department, and this is The Story. This week we'll be discussing the President's long-awaited release of the Special Investigating Unit's report into the Digital Vibe scandal. We'll be talking to News24 journalists about the report's findings, those implicated, and what this means for the ANC and South Africa. You're listening to The Story. It's a podcast by News24. We'll speak to journalists and experts about the week's biggest story. This is what we saw, heard, and uncovered this week. We're now joined by News24 parliamentary reporter Jason Felix. Thank you for joining us today, Jason. Could you please update us on the latest developments in the Digital Vibe scandal after the President finally made the damning Special Investigating Unit's report public on Wednesday this week? Thank you, Amy. Um, As you rightfully mentioned, the uh, report has finally been uh, released. It uh, took about two to three months for the President to finally give his authorization to release that report. We know that the SIU's report uh, implicates 18 people. Seven of them are government officials or officials of the National Department of Health. Um, the Minister of Health, uh, Mr. Joe Parkler, has said that uh, Dr. Anban Pillay and uh, several other officials would have been suspended or placed on precautionary suspension. And that will mean that they will be out of the department uh, to allow the investigation to continue. This will be obviously a labor-related matter as well as um, an investigation in terms of the Public Service Act. Of course, we know that um, there's uh, some criminal charges against some officials, uh, one of them being Anban Pillay. The Special Investigating Unit has, of course, recommended that criminal charges be um, be investigated against Mr. Pillay uh, for uh, what they call financial misconduct. Of course, he was placed at the center of uh, this whole saga. He was the one who authorized payments and he was the one who went above everyone and um, and basically um, bankrolled Digital Vibes and the work they were supposed to do. Of course, we know now that there was very little work done for the almost 150 million rand that was paid to them. We also know that so far, the Special Investigating Unit has approached the Special Tribunal. It's a court for, um, it's, it's the Special Tribunal is of course a court for corruption matters. Uh, they've managed to freeze about 22 million rand in, in, in cash uh, um, from Digital Vibes. Of course, the process is far from over as the SIU sets out to recover all the money and uh, basically hand it back to the National Department of Health. We also know that the National Department of Health never had the money in the first place to, uh, to pay for Digital Vibes. Um, we also know that the cabinet had decided that the government communications information system would uh, be responsible for all COVID-19 communications uh, and as well 
as the national health insurance campaign. Now, uh, the former health minister, William Kese, uh, he basically um, went against that resolution and ensured that Digital Vibes was appointed uh, for this task. So it's uh, it's one big mess, uh, if, if, if you ask me, but um, the SIU has finally uncovered um, what, need, what needed to be uncovered and they finally pulled everything together and uh, compiled this report um, and which was handed over to President Cyril Ramaphosa. It sounds like the SIU have done a really thorough job and have consolidated a well put out report. Why do you think it took President Ramaphosa so long to make the report public? Well, the presidency is saying um, that the, the delays in the report was due to the prior applications, of course, the Promotion of Access to Information um, Act. Um, several organizations wanted the wanted the report as soon as it became available, well, as soon as it was handed over to, uh, to the president. Um, he further argues that um, several people were cited um, in, in the report of the SIU, so several organizations and several individuals, and he needed to be sure that he could release it because obviously these, the investigation implicates these individuals and these organizations and, of course, companies. Um, politically, it, uh, you know, we, we, we're in an election year. This report does not bode well for the ANC, who is by the day losing support. We also know that um, politically this, this is, is, is a damning um, a report for the ANC and they didn't want, want to take any chances. But I believe that the president was under tremendous pressure from all quarters and um, he released the report as soon as everyone said um, they're happy with, with it being released. You've mentioned um, former Acting Director General Anban Pillay, who has been made at the centre of the scandal. Who else is implicated and what are the consequences for those officials? Former Health Minister William Kizek could also be held criminally liable for his role in the matter, according to the report. Well, we know that Anban Pillay was the, the central figure in this whole scandal, but um, the, the corruption started right at the top. Um, it, it's Zwelim Kize, uh, former minister Zwelim Kize. He, he, his son received money um, uh, allegedly for a car. Uh, he received money for home maintenance, um, believe it or not. Um, there are various other, other senior officials um, in the finance department and the procurement departments of the National Department of Health. But in essence, the, these six officials, uh, well, seven officials, have already been um, um, placed on precautionary suspension. This includes the Director General, which is uh, Dr. Sandile Butelezi. At the moment, uh, Dr. Nicholas Crisp is, uh, is acting in his position and he's the Acting Director General of the department as we speak. So in terms of consequent ma- consequence management, you mentioned correctly that the uh, former minister, former health minister can still be criminally charged for his role in this, uh, in this matter. Anban Pillay, will also tend to one be criminally charged uh, for, for, for his role for um, fin- financial misconduct. There are several other officials in, in the procurement department who allowed certain things to happen that was not supposed to happen. There was contraventions of the Public Finance Management Act and the, the law is really clear that you can go to jail for these things if, of course, found guilty. So uh, this is not the end of it. We will still write and read and hear about digital vibes for some time to come, there will be court cases and there will be appeals and there will be all kinds of manoeuvring 
by officials uh, to escape some sort of accountability. But one thing is for sure that they can only run for so far and, and we will definitely see uh, some sort of action taken against these officials, including the Minister of Health, given that the SIU has done such a good job on this investigation. It's great to hear you sounding so optimistic. Let's hope that these officials and all involved are brought to book. Thank you so much for your time, Jason, and good luck with the continuing covering of um, the Digital Vibes scandal. That was Jason Felix, parliamentary reporter at News24. We're now joined by News24 Deputy Editor Peter Dutoy. Good morning, Peter. Thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure, Amy. Good to be with you. So we've heard about Mkise and the other government officials implicated in the SIU's report. But what about the owners of Digital Vibes, Matha and Mitha? Who are they and what do you think lies in store for them? Well, the most important thing that, that I think we all need to understand about, about those two uh, individuals uh, who were main actors in this whole drama is that they are both close to Zwelyan Kize, the former Minister of Health. Uh, Tahira Mather uh, was intimately involved in his run for the ANC presidency in 2012. Uh, she was a significantly important cog in his campaign vehicle. She ran uh, his campaign for all the, all intents and purposes uh, arranged events for uh, events for him, and so both both of them are are in Zwelyan Kizer's inner circle. You know they are friends with Zwelyan Kizer. They're friends with Zwelyan Kizer's family, um, which 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 is problematic because the the, the proximity that they have to uh, the Minister of Health should preclude them from doing business with the department. But of course we know it didn't. Um, and they should be prosecuted for for corruption. Um, and, and that's you know the most important thing that we need to see happening now is that accountability should be exacted from everyone involved. Uh, you know, we talk about criminal accountability, but also political accountability, because that's the currency that the ANC trades in. They don't like process and procedure related to the criminal justice system. Absolutely. On Wednesday at the post-manifesto launch address, the president praised Willem Kize for his service to the country and said little about his involvement in essentially looting his department for personal gain. Do you think this is warranted or rather true to the president's usual vagueness in dealing with matters of accountability within the party? I mean, that, I think that was one of the most shocking developments of the week. You know, the report compiled by the Special Investigating Unit has been sitting on the president's desk since 30 June. We are now literally on the first of the uh, end of end of September, beginning of October. So it took the president three months to release the report into the public domain, and that's that's a significant responsibility that he carries as head of state. Uh, there needs to be transparency. And in this case, there wasn't. That's the first thing. Then, secondly, the findings of that report is absolutely damning. Um, it calls William Keyes' involvement at worst illegal, unlawful, um, which means there needs to be legal repercussions for Zwelyan Kizer. The fact of the matter is that more, of a, more than 150 million of taxpayers' rands were wasted and you know, almost quite literally stolen and squandered by ANC deployees under the charge of Zwelyan Kizer. So how on earth can the president say that he served the people well? You know, this is a family program, and I'm not going to use salty language, but it's absolute uh, claptrap, Amy. Um, the president cannot be seen in public to defend this, and that's what he's done. But 
You need to consider the political uh, dynamics involved in this. William Kize is from KwaZulu-Natal. Jacob Zuma is from KwaZulu-Natal. And KwaZulu-Natal is the ANC's most, uh, the largest, and I'd argue most important constituency. If Sir Ramaphosa wants to continue as ANC president next year, when we again have an ANC national conference, he, he can't be seen to alienate KwaZulu-Natal. That's the only reason I can think of why... He does not want to publicly publicly condemn Zwilliam Giza and why we even went uh, so far as to praise Zwilliam Giza. That was, that was off color uh, and I was quite disappointed by it and it's not going to play well in the election, Amy, I can tell you that much. I'm pretty sure that opposition parties have already taken that clip and will use it in the campaign saying this is what Cyril Ramaphosa does. He praises apparently and allegedly corrupt politicians. It's totally distasteful. And, and you led me into my next question. What does this mean for the ANC and for South Africans at large, especially as we find ourselves in an election year? Well, you know, I don't want to sound too despondent. Uh, and, and South Africans mustn't become despondent, nor must they become tired of these stories, even though it is tiresome every week to be exposed to a new scandal. But what this report does show was a total breakdown of internal uh, good internal financial controls uh, of good governance. When you read the SIU's report, it clearly delineates and demarcates and shows what the internal procedures of a department like that should be like. It is governed by the Public Finance Management Act. It's governed by a raft of circulars and instructions from National Treasury on how public procurement is supposed to work. And this was just completely flouted. I mean, if you read the report, almost every single uh, regulation that has been put in place to ensure good governance was ignored. So it shows us that uh, at a department uh, like the Department of Health, which during the pandemic was the primary a lead department in fighting the pandemic, you know, uh, regulations were flouted. So it's, it's, it reflects extremely badly on government. It, it reflects very badly on the ANC. And look, I think it's pretty clear that the ANC's brand name has now become synonymous with corruption. And it's going to be very difficult for the president uh, in this election campaign to argue otherwise. The president's image is obvious, you know, not obviously, but we, we, we know that the president enjoys much more favorable uh, ratings among the public than the party itself. This is just another example of ANC cadres, ANC employees immersing themselves in corruption. Uh, it's going to be very bad for the party, Amy. Thank you for those insights. That was Peter Dutoy, Deputy Editor at News24. That's all we have time for this week. I'm Amy Gibbings.